Hey everyone, this is Kevin Goatee from Amazon's Comics Watching Comics. You're listening to this freaking show. Cartoon Joe. And welcome to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. If you're just like me and you love hearing stories, but you don't like reading them, Audible is the best place for you to go. And because of us, if you go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet, you get a 30-day free trial of Audible for free. A free trial of Audible for free just by going to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet. That's pretty good. Tell you what. This freaking show is also brought to you by WeAreDapperTies.com. If you want a high-quality knit tie for the low price of just $15, head on over to WeAreDapperTies.com and be sure to use the special discount code FREAKIN, that's F-R-E-A-K-I-N, on your order to get free shipping. That's right, fantastic, high-quality knit tie for just $15 and free shipping. Head on over to WeAreDapperTies.com. Pick yourself up a tie today. Nice, Joe. That's nice. Guys, just a reminder that we are four weeks away from the season finale of this freaking show, which means we're getting so much closer to uh, our Q&A that we are trying to set up to do for you. So make sure you go over to Facebook, uh, this freaking show, and check out the comment that's pinned at the top of our page where you could comment a question that you could ask uh, Cartoon Joe or myself. And we're trying to open it up to uh, an Ask Us Anything Kind of a question, uh, platform, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what the fuck is that called? Yeah, platform. Fuck it. I'm going to call it a platform. Sure. That makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Right. So uh, just comment below. Ask us anything. It doesn't matter. Opinions, suggestions. You want some advice on how to live life in a certain way or you know, shit like that. We'll be more than welcome to answer for you. And for some reason, you have a question that you think might be a little personal that you want to ask us but feel embarrassed of asking. Just message us and we'll keep it anonymous for you because the last thing we want to do is to make you uncomfortable if you ask us about relationship advice or anything uh, such of that nature. For sure. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I love I love answering questions. It's one of my favorite things. Right. And it's so much fun, especially when they ask you, like, you know, how you like your thoughts and feelings on something like we did with the uh, the cult classic uh, show we did a couple weeks ago. And just like the show we have tonight for our listeners but before we get to anything about what we're talking about today joe happy belated birthday oh thank you right 29 now man indeed right one more year to 30 that's when everything starts going fucking downhill it's fucked up (laughs) that's what they've said that's what they've said right i never wanted to believe it until two days after i turned 30 my back went out so oh yeah no shit god damn (laughs) Is, you, you know, it's it's weird to be the same age that uh, all my grandmothers and aunts are. <laughs> you know, it's weird to catch up to them. Right, right. <laughs> it seems like a slow, fucked up race. You didn't even know you're running. Right, right. But uh, Joe, why don't you um, tell us about Gen Con, man? 
It was pretty good. Uh, Gen Con's a gaming convention. It's held in Indy every year for, mm-hmm. I don't know, at least the past few decades. Uh, it originated in, I believe, uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Yep. Um, and it was uh, founded by Gary Gygax, who uh, was uh, uh, the guy who also came up with D&D, and some of his friends. And um, pretty great. Last year was the, the 50th anniversary, uh, or 50th... Um, whatchamacallit, Gen Con convention, I guess. And uh, this year was, was, so last year was super packed and it was hard to move around. This year, it was actually, it felt like a nice, relaxed convention. There weren't a billion people there. It was, uh, you know, you could get, you could walk into a restaurant and get a seat within five minutes of being there. So it was, uh, it was a pretty good con. Really had a good time. Uh, it was me and, and, uh, GCR and Rob Bass from the uh, Geekcast Live podcast, and uh, as well as my my friend Danger Johnson. Um, overall, pretty good time. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. What would you like to know about it? We played some board games. I bought a, I bought uh, Dinosaur Island, which is a game well, I've been had my eyes on for a little while. Well, I'm, I'm not asking you to tell me about Gen Con. I just want to know what GCL did at Gen Con. Like, what did you guys do for the weekend here there? And anything exciting? I know you mentioned you were, I don't know if it's called beta testing some games or something like that, or you were doing a, um, a live uh, podcast um, on location. Just, you know, do, do you feel oh, like you yeah. want to talk about any of that shit? Do you just want to blow past it? We, I mean, we could ignore it if you want. Sure, I'm, I'm happy to talk about I'm, it. I just I'm, Yeah, I'm just trying to give you a platform here, Cartoon Joe. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's, it's, on, just, it's a long weekend. So many things happen, you know. Give me, so, uh, give me the, uh, how about this? How about this? You see, yeah. Give me the top five highlights of the weekend. Top five highlights of the weekend. One, uh, we played a game that uh, Rai GCR kickstarted called Set a Watch. Um, the, the makers of the game were there and um, great game. Played it probably six times. Two, uh, we did our, our annual live show at Lock Miller's. Um, uh, in in traditional fashion, uh, we had technical difficulties, and so it didn't end up actually being live. Uh, but it was we did we did do it on location at Lock Miller's with our setup. We had some random hangers on at the bar come participate. We had uh, the waitress come participate. So that should be up. Uh, it was a good time. Three Nikki Blaine's. Uh, every every Friday night of Gen Con, we head on over to Nikki Blaine's, which is a a cigar and cocktail lounge in Indianapolis, to celebrate our guy Mitch Gittleman, who is the C- one of the CEOs of Hairbrain Schemes, and um, great dude, a lot of fun. This is our third annual Mitch Gittleman night. If you're ever in Gen Con on the Friday, uh, head on over to Nikki Blaine's. You'll probably see us there. Uh, come have a cigar, come have a drink, come have a bite of our meat plate. Um, four, uh, I can't stress enough how great it was to have fewer people this year. Um, it was a really, really very comfortable, relaxed con, um, to the point where I think that I'm going to talk lady science into going next year for at least one day. Uh, most of the reason she doesn't go is there's usually too many fucking people. Mm-hmm. Um, my words, not hers. Uh, five, uh, it's an all around great convention and, um, it's something I look forward to every year, and I, I recommend going to it. If, if nothing else, go just for the, the Sunday or just for, you know, just pick one day and go to it. It's worth it's worth checking out, seeing all the new games that come out every year. And then also, of course, uh, we like to visit our, our friends that we visit every year. So that's my top five. 
Nice. You know, also yeah. is good to check out Joe. Now that you mentioned it, mm-hmm. is the brand new Cartoon Joe T-shirt at tpublic.com. Damn straight. Right. Right. Cartoon Joe's got a T-shirt. So I'm so pumped about it. Right. I'm so happy for you. You know, it. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, it look it looks like all that hard work uh, between podcasting for almost half a decade or so really really finally paid off with a uh, Cartoon Joe T-Public T-shirt. Whew, Jesus, it's been that long. Right? Damn, man. Well, if you guys want to get your own Cartoon Joe t-shirt or any of the other logo t-shirts we have for this freaking show, such as the the original logo, the new logo, the Secret Society logo, the Follow Your Star Wars t-shirt, or anything uh, of that nature, just go to tpublic.com backslash. No, it's not. Holy shit. It's tpublic.com. Just search TFS. Then you can find it. It's awesome. Do it. Right? You need to do it. It is. You need to get some shirts. You got to get some shirts, some merch. Get some merch for this freaking show. But it's not even t-shirts. It's so much more than t-shirts. Coffee mugs, cell phone cases, laptop cases, pillows, tapestries. It's nuts. Laptop cases, cell phone cases. Holy shit, Joe. Baby onesies. Baby onesies? There's baby Get a onesies. Cartoon Joe t-shirt for your niece. Right. For her upcoming christening. Right. <laughs> I, like, I like you say, I need to get one for my niece when either one of us can get it for our niece. Joe, that's that true. Works? You see how that works, Joe? Yeah. You see how that works? I do. I'm doing. I'm doing the service though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing. But I'm going to be up there too, man. You're the. You're the Godfather. It's your I'm obligation. The Godfather, right? <laughs> right. It's so weird to think that that's that's what's going to happen. I, I'm going to have to put on nice pants now. It's fucked up. Right. God. It is. Joe. But Joe, uh, so today um, I wanted to talk about, uh, because we we spent the last, uh, first off, we spent two weeks ago talking about movies. And last week we had Clint on the podcast to uh, do a freaking flicks where we uh, changed the plot of uh, a movie and stuff like that. Which, by the way, I realized how much, uh, the reason I hated Twitter and because I believe it's dying is we only had one vote on our poll. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and it was for you. Yes! Right? You won, <laughs> Joe. You legit That means the next time we uh, go and do freaky flick or freaking flicks, it's on you now, bro. Excellent. All right. So congrats. Just, what, happy just what everyone wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we'll definitely have Clint on again in the future. Uh, maybe in like a month or so, maybe we'll do another freaking flicks. Um, ooh, shit. Speaking of a month from now, starting October, don't forget that we have this freaky show returning to talk about Halloween all month long and including the return of. The Freak Joe. Mm-hmm. I always look so, forward to him. Yeah, I already, I believe, uh, don't quote me on it, I'm trying to confirm it, I have at least three guests already lined up for the month of October. Hot damn. That's right? exciting. We're going to have Mandy. She's going to come on the show. Uh, she uh, is a host of the podcast, A Little Geek Lost. And I want to have her on the show because the podcast is about ghost stories and uh, paranormal investigations and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for her to come on. Uh, I'm fear. From uh, Fifth Cast is going to be uh, coming on. We're going to talk about some uh, horror movies and stuff of that nature. But the one I'm probably most excited for, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say he's better than the other two because he's not. But the one I'm most excited for is Graham is coming back to talk about zombies. Excellent. Haven't talked to him in ages. Right. He hasn't been on since uh, the early parts of season one, so he's going to come back on. We're going to talk about some zombies and catch up with him. Um, so we got three guests lined up out of the four episodes that we're going to have for uh, this freaky show. So I'm super excited for all of that. But 
Uh, for today, I wanted to kind of uh, keep rolling into the whole uh, the remake of things and how things are altered and shit like that. And what better way to do that than talk about uh, song covers? You know? Absolutely. And, yeah. And one of the biggest things is like, you know, over the years, when I was younger, I hated when people covered songs. I was like, you know, I got to stick to the original because when you try to remake a song, you just fucking ruin it. And as I got older, I realized, well, that's just not the case with every song. You know, there are good covers that... Happened to be out there. So, uh, Joe, I sent you over uh, 10 songs that were covered. Um, I sent you over uh, the artist, the original artist, plus the cover artist. Uh, you had an opportunity to listen to them, as do I. And we're going to pick and kind of decide on which one we feel was better, whether it had been the cover or the original person. That sounds good. I'm excited. Right. So, um, and of course, everyone, you guys are going to have different opinions on how we feel or how we decide and everything. And you're more than welcome to uh, leave your opinions and stuff in the comment below on our Facebook page uh, when this show gets released. And let us know if you feel you agree or disagree with us. And who knows, maybe uh, me and Joe disagree with each other because we didn't come to a mutual understanding on these. We're going to find out our answers to this uh, right now, the same as you guys. Right. So I want to start with the first one here. Um. Probably the one that I hear that people hate the most covered uh, is Africa, originally done by Toto and covered by uh, Weezer. Yeah. Yeah. I heard uh, the moment this came out, everyone started hating it so fucking much. And I actually have to agree with them because I like Toto's original a lot better than Weezer's. And I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure why so much other than the fact that it's fucking Weezer. Right. Right, I mean, that's Beverly Hills and shit like that, and I just, it, for me, it's not a band who should be doing a song like uh, Africa. I have, I can't remember what Weezer's cover sounded like, so I'm trying to find it. I remember hearing it the first time and being off-put by it, so I, I generally feel like I agree with you, but I wanted to double-check. For some mm -hmm. reason, Spotify's not working with me. Fucking Spotify. Ah, oh, it's killing me, man. Mm -hmm. I do love it, though, because you can't find our show on Spotify. That is true. Show. That is damn true. So if you had to choose right now, just for the time being, until that Weezer uh, cover comes up, would you would you choose Toto over Weezer? Or do you really I have the possibility? I I I'm pretty sure I would choose Toto over Weezer, um, for most things. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Okay, how about the next one here? Come together, originally done by the Beatles, covered by uh, Gary Clark Jr. And if you guys don't know the. Uh, the cover, Gary Clark Jr.'s cover of Come Together, it's the uh, it's the song that's in Justice League, which is my favorite. I actually enjoy the cover more just because uh, it has that more hard rock feel to it, and I'm more of a hard rock person. Plus, I've never been a huge fan of the Beatles to begin with. So, mm. See, I generally am such a big fan of the Beatles. There are very few uh, covers of their songs that I like better. Gotcha. It's Come Together or one that you prefer the original over the remake? the cover i haven't had a chance i haven't had that's one i haven't had a chance to listen to you're killing me joe i know i'm sorry i i, I it sounds like something i would like better because i do like a hard rock cover did I you do like, like the, a hard... did you ever see the uh the marvel uh justice league nope no. i also haven't seen the dc one yeah i guess the dc one i guess it's dc Holy shit, what a day. It's weird. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm not all here, but it's fucking daylight out for the first time ever recording a podcast. And, um, yeah. Anywho. It could be disorienting. <laughs> right. So, um, I don't know. I like it. Joey, when you get a chance, definitely listen to that one. I think you'd probably actually like the Beatles. 
I'm going to guess which one you like the most out of all of these. Because I'm going to try to guess if I know what your like flavor of music is. Because I feel that you're more of a classic, like low tempo kind of guy uh, when it comes to music. Which I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I will say I I just listened to the uh, just the first couple of seconds of, of Gary Clark Jr.'s and I think I would like it better. It's so good. It it, it has such that metal feeling to it. Uh, the yeah, next one, it's uh, and it's great. Yeah. The next one, uh, when you say nothing at all, uh, I love this song. Um, as a different uh, meaning to me, uh, as a, as a uh, a meaning to me that like really hits me in the feels. <laughs> but it was originally done by Keith Whitley, but it has been remade by Allison Cross and also remade by Ronan Keating. So it's kind of a, a, a double crom, crom, cover song kind of way. But what's cool is if you go onto YouTube, you can type in when you say nothing at all, uh, Keith Whitley, Allison Cross, and somebody actually spliced the song together with them singing it as a duet, which unfortunately uh, Keith Whitley, I believe, passed away from alcohol poisoning many, many years ago. Uh, so they can never actually really do the duet, but the fact that somebody actually spliced it together, that was really cool. But um, I actually like Keith Whitley's um, version of it, the original version of it, uh, personally. And it's a country song, so I love it no matter what. Yeah, I, I think I like the uh, the cover better only because it's more familiar to me. Which one? Do you yeah, I actually cross cover uh, or the... Yeah, Ron the Alice and Cross one okay. is the one that I... I didn't realize that it was the cover because I've heard the Alice and Cross one so much. Yeah. What's weird is, too, if you ever go and listen to it, um, and Keith Whitley and Allison Cross, when, and, and the version that they do, there's a lyric in there that says, Old Mr. Webster can never define what's being said between your heart and mine. But uh, mm-hmm. when uh, Ronan Keating covers that song, he doesn't do that part, which is weird, because I really like that part of it. Um, for some reason, that's my favorite lyric of it, and I don't know why it's about dictionaries, and I don't fucking read uh life is a highway originally done by chris ledoux uh remade by rascal flats uh the remake of rascal flats was uh in the movie cars if you guys are fans of disney movies uh this is one where i like the original because i'm a huge chris ledoux fan so uh, i'm gonna pick the uh, original one on this end plus i I could i could not find the chris ledoux version really i tried yeah you got you got to find it you fucking search on YouTube or whatever you gotta do, just fucking find the original. Because it, I, it's good. Like it's very, they're both very similar. Like it doesn't have like a, because <clears throat> a lot of these songs. Okay, so you know how Allison Cross and the Keith Whitley kind of have the same like uh, sound. It's just obviously right. sung by two different people. Yeah, it's almost like that when it comes to Life of the Highway, but the original Chris Ledoux has more of a country rock sound to where Rascal Flatts more is like a pop country sound gotcha. but it's still very very close uh in sounds i'm just again i'm just more of a fan of chris Ledoux than i am uh, rascal flats that's fair i think this is another one where i didn't realize it was a cover mm-hmm. yeah so, man I'm, but I'm, I, do, I'm, uh, I do see how a uh, a more country rock one would would sound better yeah see, i'm changing your life here bro you really are <laughs> opening my eyes to different kinds of music. Uh, Sounds of Silence, uh, originally done by Simon and Garfunkel, covered by Disturbed. I like Disturbed better because I think it, 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 I think it, it hits you more in the feels when Disturbed does it. And just from my perspective of it, I like it when it's just the one guy and Disturbed singing it instead of a duet by Simon and Garfunkel because it gives you more that like alone and silence kind of feel to it. 
Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I I love Simon and Garfunkel. They're like the music of my youth. But I agree with you. I think the Disturbed one, it's it's uh, kind of like the one we're going to cover later when we get to Hurt. Um, yeah, it's just it it has a quality to it that is missing from the from Simon and Garfunkel. You know, it's almost not believable. Yeah. <laughs> like emotionally from Simon and Garfunkel because they're just like, you know, there's there's an optimism to to that kind of music that is missing from Disturbed. And right. uh, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. And it's cool because it gives um it gives Disturbed a different perspective, because I mean, like whenever I think of Disturbed, I think of very heavy metal music. It's kind of like when uh, Slipknot did that song Snuff. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but like listening to Disturbed do this song. It gives me, it almost gives me goosebumps on how like he's singing it, and just his voice works for it. Uh, so, I mean, so, when it comes to Simon Garfunkel, it's like, oh my god, I'm in silence, but hey, someone's here with me. To where when Disturbed does it, like I'm kind of alone. Yeah. So. When I'm listening to Simon and Garfunkel, I always feel like I'm in an animated Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> <laughs> like it always, it feels like it's always The Hobbit from 1976. <laughs> All right, uh, if I were a boy, originally done by Beyonce, covered by Reba McIntyre. This one was hard for me because I hate the song and I hate fucking Reba. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm only going to choose Reba just because I'm more of a country fan than a pop fan. But Beyonce did do a good, um, you know, sure, I mean, obviously it's her song. So it's going right. to be great when she does it. And I honestly, like, not being a Beyonce fan, not being a pop fan, there, it's hard to find a Beyonce song that's not really good to begin with. But... I still like uh, Reba's version of it just because it has a, a country twang to it. Yeah, I I feel similarly. I I like Beyonce's better, mostly because I don't really like Reba that much. Right. There I are like, very very few songs Reba does that I like. Do you do you have do you have a specific reason why you don't like Reba? Because I can tell you exactly why I hate fucking Reba. It's to her voice. I don't like yeah. her voice. See, I yeah. like her. I like her voice. Like, if you ever hear the song "God's Will," oh wait, one second. Okay. No, I'm sorry. No, that's uh, that's Martina McBride. Listen to the song. Uh, he gets that from you. That's a okay. good song. That is probably the only song I like by Reba because the only reason I hate fucking Reba is because no matter what she does, whether it's an album, whether it's almost every song she does, or even the three TV shows that she's fucking been on, or the many TV shows that she guest spotted on. Every single one of them have the same kind of fucking feel to it. She's a fucking uh, ex-wife who got cheated on by her husband, who fucking mm-hmm. overcame it and became a better person. And that's the theme to right. everything she fucking does. Which, granted, yes, everyone says that the best thing that you could do in life is just pull from you know true events and true things that happen to you, and it'll, it'll give you the best product. She has beat that shit to death. Yeah. And it annoys the fucking. I told my mom that because my mom's a huge Reba fan, and freaking Reba is gonna be in the area here soon. And you know, more part of mom going, but I told him like, why? Why do I want to go see that? All all she's gonna do is talk about her fucking ex husband that left her twenty fucking years ago after she (laughs) fucking got cheated on, and she was all slumped down and everything, but she overcame it. I mean, who gives a fuck? You know, like come. Yeah, you listen to one Reba song, you hear all of them. The only the only exception for me being that. Oh God, I can't remember the name of it all of a sudden. But the one about the uh, the willow, you know. She laid it next to him beneath mm. the willow. Whiskey lullaby. That's the name of it. Yeah, that's not Reba. That's that's, that's the one Reba song I really not, enjoy. It's not Reba. That's it's not, not Reba. It's not Reba. Ah, Christ. Well, never it's mind a, then. 
It's uh, it's Brad Paisley. I can't remember the girl who does it with her, but that's not Reba. I thought it was Reba. I think uh, I think that actually might be Brad Paisley and Allison Cross. It might be. Yeah, I'm that's not. Reba. So you don't like a Reba song? <laughs> is that what we're getting nope. at? Or, yeah, yeah. What's that? I uh, guess so. What the fuck is that? Uh, one older song. I think she did a cover of it from Dolly it's, Parton. It's, it is Allison Krauss. <laughs> All right. There you go. Krauss. Sorry. Um, right. here's one, and I think you're gonna pick the Beatles on this one. Uh, with a little help from my friends, originally done by the Beatles, covered by Joe Cocker. If you guys don't know the Joe Cocker one, then you never listen to the Wonder Years. So, or watch the Wonder Years because that's the theme song for the entire series of Wonder Years, and that is the best out of both of them, just because I love how much he gets into it. Other than the Beatles, where it's like, oh, can you do it? Hang on, it's like, fuck that. God, they are very different. I, I do, I do prefer the Beatles on this one, just because of, yeah. I, I uh, one of my favorite movie musicals is Across the Universe, where they they work Beatles songs all the way through. And so, some of my favorite memories from that movie are are the the when they're doing the with a little help from my friends part. Yeah, I just, I just don't like how. I, don't know, I just don't like how it sounds. I don't like that. I like, I mean, I don't know. It's the Joe Cocker one. Maybe it's the fucking Wonder Years, that whole aspect of it. Maybe that's, you know, it's that nostalgia that that really, I don't fucking know. It's such a good song. Plus, I love Joe Cocker with uh, Love Lifts You Up from uh, Where We Belong. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe yeah, Cocker. I, don't, I, think Joe I do Cocker, want to clarify Oh, my God, fucking Joe. Sorry. Clarify. Please clarify. Thank you. I don't mind the cover. You you want me to clarify? I'm going to clarify. I like the cover, but I like the Beatles better. Now go ahead. <laughs> it's too late. I was going to make a joke, and it's too late now. It's Sorry. too late. No, it's fine. I'm still going to make the joke. Joe Cocker is like the ogreish looking meatloaf. <laughs> yes. Right. But I, yeah. I agree. I agree with you saying like the Beatles version isn't the worst, but. When it, I guess when it comes to me, I do. I just picked the Joe Cocker one. I, I think it has more of that gritty sound to it too. I think that's what kind of like gets it for me. That's fair. Have you seen the uh, the picture that goes along with that single? Uh, the Joe Cocker one. Or yeah, the Beatle one. Where he's got that. Where he's got the long hair and his mouth is all open yeah. and stuff. Yeah, where he kind of looks. looks like I'm... Yeah. yeah. Please, please exactly. Only make, please only make the joke first. Can I make, the, just joke make first? the joke? Yeah. He kind of looks like Andre the Giant if Andre the Giant had cancer. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say he looks like that GIF from Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> His hair is so fucked up. <laughs> it um, okay, uh, Proud Mary, originally done by uh, CCR, Credence Clearwater uh, Revival, uh, remade by Ike and Tina Turner. Um, I like them both, uh, but I'm gonna have to give the edge to Tina Turner just because it was more fast beat and uh, it was almost kind of like one of those like you know had like you you can't help but uh, bob your head to it. So as much as I love CCR's version, uh, little uh, edge I'm gonna give to Tina Turner. Completely agree with you. I think uh, the way Tina Turner sings it is like um, you know when when the guy who wrote Fight Club saw the movie, mm-hmm. he was upset that he wrote the book because the movie was so much better. That's how I feel like like if CCR went to hear Tina Turner say sing that, I'm surprised. I would be very surprised if then didn't be like, that's how it was meant to be sung. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because the next one we're going to do uh, 
it was actually that exact situation that's hurt. Uh, originally done by Nine Inch Nails, covered by Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash just because it's fucking Johnny Cash, the man in black. Um, but I think there's actually an interview that Nine Inch Nails did where they were asked how they felt about Johnny Cash's cover of it. And the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails even said, like, he seems like the song should have been sang. And, I mean, I've, I've listened to Nine Inch Nails' version of it, like, maybe only, like, two or three times. It doesn't... It doesn't give me the same feeling that I get from when I listen to Johnny Cash's, especially from him doing it like in his later years. And I think he did the cover of it like, you know, only like within like a year or so before he passed away. And when you sit there and watch a movie like Walk the Line and see the history of the life that he lived, the song like almost the song felt like it was almost written for him. And the fact that he was singing it is absolutely amazing. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah I think he I think he he sang it. Um after being in and out of rehab a number of times and kind of, yep. uh, his career was basically dead. And, uh, it, it was a brief, nice little brief resurgence for him before he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was, it was really cool. And it's weird to think that he's only been gone, I think 16 years now, which doesn't oh, seem like man, that long. Right. Uh, last one I have on here, uh, was probably the most difficult to choose from. Uh, it's zombie originally done by the cranberries, uh, covered by bad wolves. And what's cool about this one is that the cover that Bad Wolves did, um, the lead singer Cranberries, who I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now, and I feel bad for that, uh, she was actually supposed to be part of the cover, but she actually passed away, I believe, the morning of the uh, recording date. Oh, jeez, I didn't know yeah. that. So either, like, I, I, and I want to say that's correct, either the night before the morning of... But she was supposed to be part of it, and like before she was able to leave for the studio or something like that, I'm gonna have to look that up real quick. I think that's what it is. I believe that she passed away, happened to be that day. Um, I love the Bad Wolves version of it, but I, I'm gonna enjoy the uh, the original more times than not. I, I think the, the Bad Wolves version is so good, mm-hmm. and I, I like the Cranberries version, it's, it's fine. Uh, I, I love the Bad Wolves version. Right. And I like it. I like how uh, uh, in the part where they talk about the date, uh, he changed it to 2018. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But um, let's see if I could uh, find the information about that. Were there uh, were there any that maybe I didn't mention that uh, you would think of, Joe? Um, none that come to mind immediately. Um, there is a little bit of like uh, um. If I if I wanted to take it not seriously, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite cover of Amazing Grace, which is my favorite song, is yeah. the one that Sarah Silverman does at the end of one of her comedy specials. Really? Um, yeah, because it it so uh, that's that song. It's it's one of my favorite songs. It's it's my favorite probably worship song ever, um, among other things. But people almost only ever use it for funerals. And so everyone's like, oh, that's a bummer of a song. But like, if you actually pay attention to the theology and the lyrics and everything, it's actually a, a really beautiful, uplifting thing. And so when she performs it uh, at the end of her, her comedy special, she, um, instead of it being amazing grace, how sweet the sound, she puts mm-hmm. it to like a, almost like a carnival music where it's like, um, I got to remember how it goes. Cause I, I, of course, singing the thing, um, Uh, I can't remember. It's it's more like it's more like the like a New Orleans jazz music, and it's it's so much more cheerful and friendly, 
And she does some stuff with it that's a little vulgar, but I love. So I don't know. Like something like that is is something that I, I really enjoy. I'm trying to think there there was another one that popped up for me as I was saying this too, but it's gone now. So I'm just gonna let it die. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, so I can't find when uh the recording took place, but I guess uh I guess she passed away from uh Drowning in her tub from uh, alcohol intoxication. That's kind of sad. Oh, that is sad. So the song was released. Bad Wolves cover was released on January 18th, 2018. And let me see when she passed away. Had to get all morbid about it, but fuck it. Yep. While you're doing that, um, I also do love uh, Puddle's Pity Party. Uh, he's the, he's like a seven foot clown and he's a sad clown. I enjoy most of his covers of songs. Um, just in general, he does like creep by Weezer and he does, um, that one song by 21 pilots that everybody knows. And, uh, he does a version of Shand of Sia's chandelier. That is my favorite version of that. Um, really? yeah. Yeah. I, I did, um, like I was just kind of googling uh, before we did this. I I just googled like best covers, top covers, whatever, and I found like a list of fifty. And I just felt I picked like I picked the top ten. I think uh, we had a better chance of listening to and what was some of them that were like very similar, but some of them completely far apart and everything. She, oh, by the way, she passed away three da- three days before the release. So, oh, gotcha. <laughs> um. But, um, I mean, there were more. Uh, that song, Hallelujah, was covered by so oh. many different people, mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal song. I think Buckley was the one that that probably did that people know the most about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I mean, I, I'm like, growing up, I'm glad I started appreciating covers a lot more because if I was set in my ways and shit, I'd never be able to get over, uh, you know, enjoying the music that, uh, fucking out there now you know and what's yeah, really absolutely. cool is um a lot of um what what country music is doing now is uh they're taking like bands and uh doing like covers of entire albums and shit like that like they did a bunch of different country artists and everything did a cover of a bunch of motley Crue songs and released a cd of that which is pretty cool they did it for another group uh i can't remember who the fuck it was but uh that was just recent too so it was pretty cool that they did that that's awesome. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe, what, uh, what are you freaking thinking about? Um, you know, this happens at the end of every show. Do you think I'd be prepared? I know. I right? am freaking thinking about, mostly I've been th- freaking thinking about Gen Con. I, uh, it was a great time. Um, I'm really pumped to finally have Dinosaur Island, which is a game that I've, I've literally, it's my biggest Kickstarter regret. It's a game I, I, I saw it on Kickstarter. I should have backed it. Um, but I finally, I finally picked up a copy and, uh, we played it, um, Sunday night, I think. And, uh, it was as good as I hoped it would be. Um, it's basically, it's Jurassic Park, the board game, but in like a, uh, uh, they didn't use any of the rights to Jurassic Park kind of way. You know what I mean? Copyright yeah. safe. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> So it's just it's just delightful, and the the colors are great, and the game mechanics are great. I just I really enjoy it from top to bottom. So what about you? What are you freaking thinking? Uh, you know, this past weekend uh, I had the opportunity to go over to uh, Southland Championship Wrestling's uh, school down here uh, by me, and kind of help them do some ring maintenance and everything because uh, 
you know, I did some wrestling. I did the wrestling school uh, almost fucking a decade ago. So I had an idea of how the ring was set up and how it works. Uh, but what was really cool is um, around the, uh, on the same day, I had a conversation with uh, uh, an owner of a wrestling company out in Indiana who uh, I started working a little bit more with and everything. If I'm, if you remember me mentioning uh, either a week ago or a couple weeks ago that potentially um, I would have uh, um, a commentary position at uh, Southland Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, I may also have another commentary position at ARW in uh, Indiana. Fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, so he talked to me a little bit about that. We got we to work out the details, but for uh, ARW, he wants me to be one of the commentators um, and potentially even an interviewer just because he likes the way I talk and shit on the podcast. So it's pretty cool. A lot of, uh, lot of new and exciting things happening. Fantastic. It's exciting to hear about. Yeah, yeah. Joe, you don't have a Father Star Award recipient for this mod for the ah, you? I briefly did, and then it flew right out of my head. Nope, I remember it again. Uh, Austin, whose last name has escaped me, gotcha. uh, from Moonrakers. Uh, Moonrakers was a game we we briefly demoed live on Facebook. Um, if you head over to the GeekCast Live Facebook page, you can watch us uh, sort of setting up and learning some of the rules. But uh, uh, the, the designer of the game, his name is Austin. He did a fantastic job. The game is going to be really good. You can find it on Kickstarter, I think, sometime in September. Um, and it's called Moonrakers. Um, really enjoyable game. Very, very good. Really had a good time playing it. Nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. Congrats, Austin. Last name pending, whatever. Yeah. Uh, for being a Austin recipient of Star. <laughs> and the best thing you could, you could do, Austin, when you receive the Firestar Award, is go to tpublic.com and search TFS and get your Firestar Award uh, shirt today. Damn straight. Right, because those are available there. And, of course, uh, you know, um, plethora of things. I mentioned so many others, but go to tpublic.com, buy some merch, help out the podcast. Do it. Speaking of podcasts, Joe. Yeah. Every week our listeners could catch uh, Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if the listeners need more Cartoon Joe than what we're able to provide here on a weekly basis at this freaking show, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can head on over to the GeekCast Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Guys, remember four weeks away from the season finale, go over to Facebook, comment on the uh, pinned um status at the top of the page uh, leave us a question do you want us to ask literally ask us anything other than social security numbers and shit like that because that'd just be crazy for us to answer and while you're on facebook make sure you like and follow our page and also do the same for twitter and instagram let your friends know that we are available on itunes spotify google play podbean stitcher player fm just by searching this freaking show and if you do follow us on itunes give us a five-star rating and a five-star review as always i am travis and i'm cartoon joe and thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>